Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is not affiliated with the developers who have created the games being reviewed. The reviews are solely the opinions of the hosts to be used to make an educated decision on what games to download and play. Hello gamers and welcome to Budget Arcade, a free-to-play gaming podcast to help you navigate through the growing realm of free-to-play games. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. I'm Elliot. And welcome to episode number 48. Just to recap, we play a free-to-play game each week and then we rate and review it. But again, this is a special week and we have a special guest, Mr. Michael Menheim. Hey guys, uh, nice to be here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this. Oh yeah, my pleasure. It's great to have you. So what we were going to do is a, a few question and answers here. Um, Jeff, you want to take the lead? Yeah. Uh, and before we, I take the first question uh, or offer the first question, I just want to say Michael Menheim is the developer of Mutant Football League and the original, which is a spiritual successor to Mutant League Football for the Sega Genesis. Uh, so he's in the gaming industry, just so to give you a quick background. Now, I kind of I, this is one that had just occurred to me a question it's not one of the ones i listed but so i'm not sure what you were doing between when mutant league football was out and when you started developing mutant football league what was kind of the catalyst to say hey i want to go back to that title and 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 bring it back well that was always like one of the favorite titles i ever worked on it was a hard title to make originally but the content of it it, I love football, so it had football. I love, like, uh, Monsters and Mutants. It had that. I like violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was something that just, it, it was always my favorite game that I developed over the years. Fan, uh, the community, those guys have kept in touch, like, over those 20 years, whether they're screaming for another mutant hockey or uh, football. It's just always been something that, you know, I've been reminded of weekly, and I figured I'd take a shot and try and bring it back. I mean, in between those products, I mean, I, I've worked on many other games but it's just near and dear to my heart gave it a shot and somehow we pulled it off well that kind of leads into my real first question is you did this through kickstarter and your first kickstarter didn't meet the goal and so you had to rally back and and do another one what was that kickstarter experience like and uh, how do you rally back from hey i'm not meeting the goal to saying hey i'm gonna i'm still gonna make this happen yeah i mean that 
that first Kickstarter was a complete disaster. Pretty much it was all my fault. That whole, you know, like when you fail and you fail big, you got to learn from that, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like you learn so much more from your failures than your successes. So I had never done a Kickstarter. We went in there without a demo, right? We just thought like that the concept was going to win the day. We originally on that first Kickstarter had presented a mobile game, right? Mm -hmm. And so we were presenting a Mutants Football League mobile game kind of like a stylized art style and the people that love the original game they basically hated the idea hated what we were doing with it and let me know in no uncertain terms that you know the product had to be on console what are you doing you're screwing up our game you know, you're you're just you're just trying to do a money grab and all of that. When we saw like we had asked for way too much money and we knew we were going to fail, usually on Kickstarter, uh, what what people do is like they pull the plug, right? They go, OK, this isn't going to work and they go away. And I actually didn't like I, I took my lumps for you know an entire month and then you know answering questions and you know trying to somehow hope that a miracle would come in but there was no miracle and then when the kickstarter expired and we had failed it was you know very humiliating for a, a while you know you you kind of just start licking your wounds but then i went back and i kind of wrote like some of the hardish critics that were writing me on kickstarter just trying to tap into their heads and figure out what they exactly what they wanted and then i went and i figured out a way to to try and get a demo together with my partner and we we have a dev studio in Kiev, Ukraine. And my partner, Maxime, goes, you know, I can put a couple guys together. Let's see what we can do. And we spent like the next year coming up with a playable demo. And we, the art style, everything kind of, we, we paid for everything ourselves out of our own pockets. And then I went back to Kickstarter a year later with a much lower goal. And we actually put the demo out there which was one of the scariest things i've ever done because we're such a we had such a small development team on it we didn't have the money to like put it into a professional qa program we were testing the product ourselves and we put it out there and we we did another kickstarter and we said here you know we did a video here's our video of the game and just so you know it's not smoke and mirrors here you can actually go play it and we were building the game for PC, Xbox, and PS4. And when people played the demo and they, they could look at the video and see the characters, it's at that point that they were all in. And our uh, our pledge goal was met like within four days of us uh, posting the new campaign. And funny enough, we actually hit our goal on Super Bowl Sunday when uh, New England's uh, Patriots were playing Atlanta, and just as Tom Brady put that game into overtime, is when we hit our goals. <laughs> so it was kind of kind of cool.
So you mentioned Mutant League Hockey. So what was the driving factor to create the spiritual successor for Mutant League Football as opposed to the Mutant League Hockey? Well, I mean, that's pretty easy. So A, it's just like if we were going to do a reboot, um, which it's not really a reboot because we couldn't use any of the characters' names or any of the teams that we had in the original game because EA owns the rights to all of those. But to do another game in the spirit of the original, it had to be football first. It just had to be football first. And there's other considerations concerning football. Like it's the number one sport in America. It's so naturally tied to the violence that we want to do. <laughs> and football's my first love. So it was going to be football and there was no doubt about it. Um, I love mutant hockey and I would love to do a mutant hockey game, but the first game had to be football. So what you're saying is EA has the rights to the name I see nothing. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> EA owns the rights to all of the characters and teams and the visual and audio presentation that we did in the original game. I didn't play mutant league football because I didn't have a Genesis. I was a, you know, Super Nintendo guy. But what are, um, so like, what were the big differences between like making a game for Genesis versus like newer consoles? Well, um, I mean, number one, it's like the graphic quality, right? I mean, you can actually um, do something visually striking. That first Mutant League game, I mean, it was kind of like a top-down view and we were dealing with sprites instead of 3D models. So the amount of detail and just atmosphere, it was it was just kind of tough to create it back in the day. We had some really great programmers on that original game. And we also had, you know, some great artists. But building games for like uh, the current gen systems, it's just, I mean, you can actually capture about 80% of what's in your head. So it's just a better overall visual quality and audio quality to the product. So that that that's the biggest thing. Uh, yeah, so my next question is, you know, my brother, and I, I even think Scott to a degree, are not football fans, but my brother will play Mutant League football with me or Mutant Football League with me. How do you go into developing something as a football fan and still try to appeal to the the casual or even non-fan of football while still making it fun for those of us that actually like the sport sure um great question but before i answer that did you guys have fun playing oh, the game? oh blast yes yes it was very fun i listen mutant league football is one of my games it's like that and toe jam and earl on the sega genesis forget about it i Okay. I go in and I beat the I do a tournament on the original all the time. I love that game. And I'm Okay, cool. Yeah. What's interesting about Mutant Football League is we've got our our audience, we have football fanatics, right? Mm -hmm. But we also have players that don't really play football and they don't generally like play sports games either, but we got a lot of people like that playing mutant football league and i think what it is is because you can play the game a completely different way oh, for sure like you can play the game where your strategy is about just trying to decimate the other right. team <laughs> so in mutant football league for those listening that don't don't know what the hell i'm talking about 
Um, we have a game that kind of plays like um, NFL Blitz, right? So it's a pick up and play. It's an easy football game to play and have fun with. Um, we're not creating a simulation like John Madden football. So you kind of start with like an NFL Blitz type of model. It's easy. It's fun. You can complete passes. But what we do is we allow players to die in the game. So we have all kinds of late hits that you can do. And those late hits, you know, every time you hit or tackle a player on the opposing team, they lose health. And we have levers in the game that uh, players can adjust to increase the level of carnage in the game. And the higher you put that carnage level, the more people are going, the players on field are going to die. And then our fields are also scattered with um, hazards. So some fields have buzz sauce going through them. Some fields have landmines. It's like every field you play on is a little bit different. And then on top of all of that, if that's not enough um, chaos and mayhem for you, we also have these plays called Dirty Tricks. And Dirty Tricks are plays designed to hose or kill your opposition. <laughs> so, for example, we have um, a murder ball that when the quarterback throws it, blades come out of the football. And any <laughs> opposing player between the football and the receiver target, if they get in the way of the ball, they die. So you can win the game by playing traditional football. And at the end of the fourth quarter, whoever has the highest score wins the game, or you could try to decimate the opposition. And if you kill enough players on the opposing team, regardless of what the score is, they could be winning 60 to nothing. But if you've taken out all their quarterbacks and they can't put a quarterback on the field, they lose by forfeit and you win. And I think a lot of the players uh, that aren't traditional football fans, video game fans, play our game with that mentality. Like they don't care about, you know, being able to understand what all the plays are. They go and they play and they just try to decimate the other team. And that's how they win. Yeah. And you missed out on one of my favorite dirty tricks, which is bribing the referee. That's right. That's another one. I mean, it's football, right? So you... You, you know that the refs aren't that stupid as you're watching like professional football games, right? So we're, we're just taking the covers off of that. We're going, you know what? You can bribe the ref. And of course, once you bribe the ref, and what happens if you bribe them and you score a touchdown or you get a big play, you get a penalty and they call that play back. And then they have these ridiculous penalties so you know that they're bribed right so they'll go you're penalized because you think rush is better than led zeppelin right so (laughs) when they say something stupid like that you instantly know that they're bribed so then what you have to do is you have to go kill the ref and once you kill the ref the bribe dies with the ref and then a new ref comes out on the field but of course you get penalized for murdering the ref too oh yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) i find that that uh, the you with this game, like you live and die on how you use your trick plays and how you, and when you bribe the ref, like that's such a strategic part of it is trying to understand when, like, so my friend Cody and I were playing once and we both bribe the ref 
on the same play, not knowing it. And I guess my bribe went in later. I'm not really sure how the game interprets that, but he bribed and I bribed. And apparently I had a larger bribe, I guess. And uh, the referees, you know, called the game in my favor. It was beautiful. I think what happens there is if two players bribe the ref uh, simultaneously, the home team wins the bribe. Okay. Mm. There's your home home field advantage then. You got it. Man, I all week playing, I constantly like thought back to NFL Blitz, which is so funny that you mentioned that because that was like one of the few sports games that I ever enjoyed where I'm like a big sports fan, but like I just don't get into sports games. And all week I constantly thought of NFL Blitz with playing with my brother and calling the same stupid plays again and again, so it's funny you said that. So like being in the industry, do you view games differently than like regular people who play games like are you, are you more generous to like a really bad game or when you see a bad game are you just like wow like they didn't even try at all well it so it depends so if you're in the industry you tend to be more analytical when playing other games because you're thinking oh how did they do that or how did they get that shader on that character uh to make that character looks so amazing. So you're 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 kind of always analyzing games, and if you see something cool or you like, you kind of write it down <laughs> and you know you store it. So maybe we can do something like that in whatever game we're working on next. So you've got that. But in terms of when you play a game and like you're getting bugs and stuff, like that's just that that pisses me off, you know, because it's just. It's like you gotta you gotta try and you know ship products that don't have a million bugs. So if you have a million bugs, it's because you rushed the product. I also have problems with games that torture me. So sometimes you know they want to try and get more hours. They want to have you spend more hours playing the game, so they have you kind of dying a lot, and uh, you know that frustrates me too. So, but beyond that, I don't have a lot of time to play a ton of games. So the games that I try to play are either the games that I need to play for like research purposes or the games I really, really want to play because they got game of the year or, you know, they're just so recognized as being of high quality and excellence or just great experiences that I want to check them out but I don't have a lot of time to put hours and hours into a game. I tend to like a lot of times my kids always playing games and I'll sit on his bed and watch him. Cause he's actually a better game player than I, and he can get through <laughs> stuff that I can't. Cool. I've reached that point too. I'm playing uh, smash brothers with my nine year old. And it's gotten to the point where he just wrecks me now. It's not even close. Yeah. I, and they're they're so good at it. It's just crazy. You did mention Blitz a couple times. With this game, did you create a whole new engine for it, or were you using a specific engine previously done in another game? Oh no, we. I mean, we're we have an. I mean, we're on Unity. Mutant Football League was developed on Unity, but all the the code that made the game a football game that's all proprietary code that we created and we continue to improve over time because i mean we released the product a while ago but we're still updating it mm -hmm. like we just did an update uh this week so 
what that what those updates typically are, are some bugs there's some community requests always in there and we we always update the teams to reflect um you know the nfl status in terms of rankings of teams power rankings uh, so we we update our teams a couple times uh during the season just so it reflects any nfl trades that were made and that type of thing that's pretty cool because while we don't have any nfl teams what we do in mutant football league is we have some made-up teams that are like fantasy teams like we have a a rock and roll heavy metal team and we have like a team that's made of orcs and they're called the orcs of hazards they're kind of like <laughs> the big dumb southern orcs so we have some made-up teams that don't exist anywhere and then we also have parody teams of nfl teams so like for example the kansas city chiefs we've got the you know carcass city creeps <laughs> and we've just released we're releasing some dlc on january uh 31st which is the uh sin francisco 40 nightmares <laughs> so when we release that dlc like people can do their super bowl matchups before the big game oh, that's very cool that's awesome yeah i appreciate the the constant stream of teams and stuff so what are some of the games that uh, had a big impact on you um, either growing up or just even recently? Like, have you had any games that you just really stood out to you that you've played recently? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, so I'm I'm actually, you know, I, I've always been a fan of Madden. So I, I play a ton of Madden. Uh, right now, I'm like playing a lot of sports games, right? So 2K, NBA, and um, the God of War has always been one of my That's on my games, list. So. I, I literally bought that for like 10 bucks, and it's literally sat on my shelf ever since. I'm just one day, I'm going to get that, to it. That's one of the games I was talking about, like where um, it's just so cool, right? I mean, it's just so such a just a visually stunning game, and it's got a great story. I'm like watching my kid get through because like some of those bosses I, I can't and I just watch my kid and he he just gets through and I'm enjoying the story. Now you you put out a game independently. What's next? Are you going to keep uh, the indie train rolling and, and see yourself just doing things on your own or going to a company like EA or something oh. else and, and developing again that way no we we have a company digital dreams entertainment uh so we do a variety of different games like we've got a shooter game out uh called carnivores dinosaur hunter and we've got um mutant football league and then we did the mutant football league dynasty edition and right now we were um working on a project that is top secret okay that is pretty <laughs> pretty freaking cool and um i'm like so excited about this product i wish i could talk about it but i can't well if you so need beta testers our let us know yeah <laughs> we've got our team working on that project right now and um like if we can pull this one off it it's got to be pretty amazing that an indie studio was able to do something like we're doing. We we got a long way to go before we get there, but what we've got right now is looking pretty cool. We obviously need some help on um, some funding as we get a little closer. I mean, 
the way the industry works now is they they kind of want to see like almost a game in alpha before you can get some serious is that hard is that hard to do that when it when they have standards like that it's not really standards like i'm sure there's other developers that go in and that have either such an incredible track record of success or they could go in there with a concept that is just like it hits the bullseye for that particular publisher you know they might get funding from the beginning but for us like that hasn't been our path not that we haven't tried we just it it hasn't been like that it was like the same thing with mutant football league we didn't even get a publisher until we were damn near alpha um so it's it's i i feel like this is going to be kind of the same thing you know once you can release a product and have it sell units in the millions then that kind of changes things so obviously mutant football league was not a million unit seller okay you're right but it did pretty good for us i mean it it was uh it, it did very well for us but if you're looking at major publishers you know they want to sell units <laughs> they yeah. want to sell in the millions not in the hundreds of thousands now when you say a publisher is that for physical hard copies or you do you need to put publisher uh, the publisher that we hooked well? up with for mutant football league was uh nighthawk and they wanted to sell the retail version so we licensed uh the retail versions for them to ship you know, to put retail product out. And then our company controlled all the digital. One of the things that as a football fan, and and I don't know if you feel this way, I've always been more of the NCAA football guy. Mm-hmm. And um, do you look at the, the current landscape of football video games and say, oh, there's this opportunity here uh, because the uh, this franchise is gone, at least for the time being, and say, hey, maybe that's a place where we can fill in yeah well there is no current landscape of football video games right mm-hmm. um there's madden, and that's it. there's madden football and if you want nfl players in your football game um good luck because mm-hmm. ea has the exclusive rights to those so um there's only one football game and that's madden now there's a couple, you know, there's a few other football games out there, whether they are on mobile. I guess EA doesn't have the NFL rights for mobile, but exclusively. So I think you can do uh, games with NFL players on mobile. Hmm. But mobile's really, I mean, that's it's it's a tough market. Mobile. I mean, we do do develop mobile games. But the license is so expensive, I would imagine, for uh, you know NFL players and the NFL teams that that's a very high risk of uh, just being able to release a game on mobile only. And then the other um, games out there, like they're either really super super arcadey, so they're not really like tactical football. Or they are, but they don't have the players, right? Mm-hmm. So besides for Madden right now, I mean, there's not much, right? If you want to play a football game, and I think the best football game out there in terms of just fun and entertainment and play mechanics 
would be mutant football league. Right. Because there is no blitz there. Like it's, you know, there is no 2k football. So it's just like you can play Madden or you could play our game. And, yeah. and those are the options. Chances are you've probably bought Madden last year and it hasn't changed that much. So mutant football well, league would at least be a new experience. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely going to give you something different, but it, it's not a simulation. And, you know, a lot of people go, oh, Madden, they they just update rosters every year. And they just, you know, mm-hmm. all their development is just uh, ultimate team. And they don't do anything other than that. And, you know, that's just, that's so not true. They they put in a story mode, right? And then they, they've got they're developing features it's just madden is kind of this juggernaut of a game and it has so many aspects to it but i mean those guys add pretty pretty big features every year so if you want a simulation football game i mean they they do it great but having some competition would only make Madden better. Right. Exactly, so yeah. when uh, 2k had their football game out, like a lot of people love that game. I mean, it's their favorite football game ever. And it yeah. gave Madden some serious competition. And, uh, you know, in capitalist society, I mean, having competition is good because it doesn't allow you to sit on your laurels and you got to keep innovating and making your game better and better when there's no competition. It's like, eh, you know, it's a little different story. Yeah. I remember when 2k five was the last NFL 2k game. And I remember they came out with that game and it was $20 in a $50 world. And yep. I, I was a Madden guy and I said, let me, I got to go try it for $20. Right. I mean, and it was the game I played more. So I'm, I'm totally with you there. Yeah. And well, they, they really, what they did so well in that game was the blocking and the running between tackles. Like they, they, they had that like so well done that it, it just felt right. And it looked right when you were playing it so and then of course madden had to improve their running between the tackles because you know that's important to people that are playing simulation football so it was all good but i mean they did such a great job on that product Mm -hmm. um and coming out at twenty dollars and then eating up a huge market share of madden i mean that was brilliant it it wasn't a coincidence that after that twenty dollar launch that that's when they snapped up ea snapped up that nfl license so well yeah yeah Yeah. they felt threatened they did and i mean nobody had ever paid that much for a license in video game history i mean that was Mm -hmm. the largest license ever paid when they did it and they said you know what it's football and we want to own that market and that's what they did so who do you got on sunday ah all right, here we go. Oh, it's got to be the Chiefs, you know, right? Come on. It's a tough Man, Super Bowl to pick. Patrick Mahomes. Generally, uh, teams that have stout defenses do very well in the Super Bowl. But my heart and who I'm rooting for are the Kansas City Chiefs. I want Andy Reid to get his yeah, uh, Super he deserves Bowl it. trophy. The Niners have a lot of Super Bowls. 
I want Andy Reid. And then Patrick Mahomes, who right now is the face of the NFL. He's such a talent. And chill dude. Like, He's such a chill dude, too. Yeah. I I just I I see him do things um that I've never seen any other quarterback in the NFL do. And this is particularly disheartening for me coming from Chicago oh. and in the NFL draft, there was Deshaun Watson, there was Patrick Mahomes, and there was Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yep. And the Bears trade up, give away a first-round draft yep, pick yeah. to trade up one spot with the Niners, who weren't going to get uh, draft a quarterback. They already had one, but Chicago was worried that all these other teams were going to you know, I have no idea. To me, it was insanity <laughs> that they did that. But I, when I heard Mitchell Trubisky and not Deshaun <laughs> Watson, I, I just was like, I what? What, yeah. what did they just do? I'll be honest. I, I, I never thought like Patrick Mahomes was going to be who he is. I thought like the clear cut guy was Deshaun Watson. Any of those two guys on the Bears, the Bears are in the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, dude, I'm a I'm a so, Colts fan. So like this was supposed to be our year. And then luck, it looked yeah. just like oh. a week before, you uh, know, so. <laughs> at, well, it actually he announced his retirement uh, at a preseason yeah. game when they were playing the Bears. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they booed him off off the field, unbelievable, which is unbelievable. But they that that happened at the preseason game. So I I think Mahomes is is good enough to figure out the Niner defense, and I think they're gonna. Yeah, win. I do too. I hope so, you're right. That's. That's what I'm pulling for. Yeah, I can't believe they came back from 20. Oh, I can't either, man. That's crazy. So, yeah, I think it's it's a great matchup. It's actually the matchup that I wanted for the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm like super psyched. And yeah. I, I believe that that matchup was going to happen so much that we like scrambled to get the, you know, the Sin Francisco team out. I was I was just very happy that that was the match. That's cool. Well, Michael, we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, we really enjoyed having you on. Is there any social medias or anything that you'd like people to follow well, you on? Well, I think like for Mutant Football League, we're on um, Facebook and uh, we're at Mutant Football on Twitter. I'm at Menheim on Twitter. So, um, you know, for people that the product sounds kind of interesting, we've got it at a super reasonable price point. You can get it on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Steam. And like if you own the Nintendo Switch, like there there's we're the only football game in town on the Switch. Mm-hmm. It's like 20 bucks. Um so go get Mutant Football League do the Super Bowl matchup, and uh, I hope you have a lot of fun with it. If you look at the reviews of Mutant Football League, you know, you'll see on Steam or Xbox One, like, you know, we're 9 out of 10. So uh, people seem to like the product a lot. They're having a lot of fun with it. Even if you don't play sports games, like I said, there's a couple different ways to play want to thank you guys for having me uh it was a fun interview really great questions uh thank you so much 
Thanks, Michael. Yeah, thanks, man. It was a blast. We want to thank everybody for joining us. Wherever you're listening, we ask that you would leave us a favorable review. And also, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Budget Arcade on Twitter and Instagram. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Budget Arcade. And you can also check out our website, www.budgetarcade.com. Next week, we will be playing a mobile game, Ultimancer. Join us then and game on. about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.